Here we go. Here we go. How are you? Hey guys, welcome to episode 65 of CMD Towers uh. Bruising Builds. I'm Mr. Common Number 5, and my fellow host, one could argue, needs his soul reforged Big Tuck. Wow, just like that, huh? I've been gone yeah, for a just week, like that. just like that. All right, uh, so I've, I know I've been gone for a minute, so i just got to get a couple few things out of the way here. Number one, number two, I was in Chicago <laughs> last weekend. Here we go. Alley-oop. Uh, number two, number three, Mr. Combo, you look tired. And finally, number four, I am enjoying a delicious mutual benefit American IPA from our pals over at Rock Creek. Yeah. Fresh off the hops, brewed with locally grown Columbus and Cascade hops from Kansas Hop Co. Uh, clean and hoppy with a mandarin orange and grapefruit on the palate. And I will enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, that's about, that about does it for me. Mr. Combo, how are you doing? <laughs> Uh, this is the one time that you are correct. I am very tired in the face. <laughs> it's real. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did you just hear something? Work is, work. Did you hear something? No, no, it's quiet. It's quiet. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, work's kicking my ass, which you know, I feel like that's unfortunately been my story the last few weeks uh, right. that we've recorded Brews and Builds. But uh, I am excited because, you know, this will probably tie for the best half I've had because we, we do things based on halves right. uh, best half in sales um, compared to like when I first came to Dell when I first came to Dell I did like 9 or 10 million dollars in 6 months and nice. this half is looking like a 12 million dollar half for me oh damn maybe maybe 13 so or you can 14 fi- so you, finally yeah. have, you can finally have the money to repair that hole in your deck uh, no I will not be doing that it's going to stay there forever it's a piece of me <laughs> that's a cool um, reminder uh, but outside yeah. of that, um, things are going nice. We're in the middle of Commander Legends spoiler season. Uh, Watsy didn't give us a preview card. Uh, I'm not going to say suck it because I want a card in the future. I sure will. Uh, I'll suck it. And also, <laughs> the people the people who I did see on the Wizards Instagram today, don't ever forget. I'm becoming very shitty. Well, that was that was extremely <laughs> sexual. I don't know how to take that. Um, but uh, our my my brain is melting. Uh, yeah. Before we started recording, the new Lotus. Oh no. God! Yeah, I was gonna say I was I almost was gonna say on our MTG Action Four News is like, do we just talk about that for ten minutes straight? On, on <laughs> I mean, we honestly could. Um, that that's a new hundred dollar card for EDH because oh we needed yeah, more of those. Uh, Oh, I was also going to say, uh, it was it was funny, I, Mr. Combo and I were talking yesterday about how this week was, uh, I just told him that I'm getting a new job, and my company has realized that I'm on six projects that if I if don't get finished before I quit, I'm like, it's going to be bad news, and they're probably going to lose a bunch of money, so I was also on the clock at 9 o'clock last night. So that's a, that's been a bundle of fun. There's nothing like being like, all right, deuces. Oh wait, I have to work harder than I have in the last month. Before I get the hell out of no, here. for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, good. Do you do, do you have any big spooky Halloween plans? Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to my fiance's friend's house uh, for a Halloween party. Um, and there's supposed to be like 30 or 40 people there. Oh and so God. I told, told my fiance, I'm not interested in that. And so we're going right when it starts at seven, hoping that no one really gets there till eight 30 or nine. Yeah. So we can make an appearance do a little deal. And then we're going to bail out. Uh, we were though going to do some very cool Halloween costumes. If any of you guys have watched the haunting of Bly Manor. no. Uh, very spooky, very cool. It's on Netflix. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, this won't be any spoilers because it's literally in the trailer and on the main thing. But my fiance was going to be the lady in the lake. 
this like faceless lady in like this old Victorian nightgown with like this drenched hair. Uh, so she was going to do that. And then I was going to be the dead guy with the glasses. This is this guy that's always in all black. And he has these sun gl- or these uh, scene glasses on, but it's just like they're constantly shining these bright lights. Mm. Um, almost looks like alien spaceship type stuff. Sure, so yeah, yeah. I found my stuff easy. Believe it or not, it's very hard to find a white, like Victorian style, like muumu or nightgown. Yeah, I believe we it. checked. <laughs> we checked thrift stores. We checked Walmart. We checked Target. Nowhere. You can get one on Amazon for sixty something dollars, and it was like that's stupid. Not spending yeah. sixty bucks on a costume that you're gonna wear for an hour and a half. So we're going in our Hogwarts robes. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Are you gonna what? take your wand? Who is this? Identify yourself. I know we've got hacked by Russia last week, and I'm not letting it happen under my watch. <laughs> Who is this? Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just Squee. It's just oh, Squee. Oh, phew. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, I, go away from, I go away from the podcast for a week, and all of a sudden, we're turning into some sort of political statement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Minister Squee has been banished. He's not going to be back uh, that oh. I know of, but, you know, uh, it's just Squee. Just squee. I was telling maybe, I'll I was, that, maybe that'll be my new Discord name. Just squee. I was telling Mr. I was telling Mr. Combo that was a grade A bit. I got a the old, the old Russian hacker. It was a little uh, little last minute excitement. It was a lot of fun <laughs> to edit. Uh, I did have that. You also just ruined my day. That jeweled lotus is currently priced at one hundred and fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. Oh. Oof. What, well, what hopefully we nightmare. can do some uh, squeeze pack cracks with one of those. Uh, that would also, be quite just, a time. just a quick heads up, uh, Scooty Shuffles, friend of the show, Aliyup, um, he just retweeted something uh, from the rules committee that they are not banning it. Of course they no, are. No I said I, I said that in our Facebook chat. Oh, it's because it they're not banning in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not the fact that they have Commander in it. It's the point now that Commander is so popular. Sheldon has like a sort of residency at Wizards right. of the Coast. None of this stuff is getting developed for a Commander product that he is not signing off on. Yeah, That's right, just right. the way it is. Now, if this was a... Um, a two-headed giant thing that they were going to have some new mechanic that kind of like companion that's using this outside zone, then I could see it getting banned. But this was created for Commander right. by the guys that created Commander, so there's zero chance any of these cards get banned. Yep. Fair enough. Well, we're off the rails on a new segment here for y'all. Uh, enjoy your hot Friday take on, on Jeweled Lotus. Well, if you guys want to know ways to help maybe get us free packs so maybe we can draw a pull a jewel lotus i'll open it on camera set it set it on fire on camera (laughs) i like that Uh, that's it this is how squeeze pack crack makes it onto the map we're lighting expensive cards on fire the views are going to go through the roof the hate's going to be real and then nobody's going to listen to the podcast sorry y'all what do you you guys should head over (laughs) (laughs) but they're going to watch my videos at least uh Level1gameshop.com. They sell stuff. Go support them. I'm defeated. Specifically Magic Cards, pre- also other board games. I'm pretty sure that they would disown us if we started setting $160 cards on fire. Do you know what we'd be... No, the people that drew it... No, the people that drew it would actually love us because we are just killing the market. Absolutely burning it alive. Oh yeah, one cart, one cart. We're, <laughs> we're really sticking it to the, the MTG finance guys. One cart at a time. That's really gonna move the needle. Uh, well, level1gameshop.com. Go hook them up. You'll hear another bit for them later. Uh, Jesus, 
take the wheel. Uh, but if you would also like to support the show from a financial perspective, head over to patreon.com slash CMD tower. We have many different pledge levels and it does just go from getting access to the discord. So you can chat with our community about the commander legend preview cards and brewing around those cards to even getting your own CMD tower playmat and sleeves. And in the month of November, because we're getting closer to December, if you join the Big Tux Brew Buddies in the month of November and maintain your membership through the beginning of January, you will be eligible to get a very nice 100% uh, cotton uh, holiday jund sweater from the CMD Tower crew for just 15 bucks. And that's really just the shipping from China because it's hella expensive. But if you guys can't help us from a monthly perspective, but you would still like to get your hands on that sweater or any of our sweaters, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We have everything for sale on there. Of course, our patrons uh, get first crack at everything, but whatever's left over, the community does have access to. Uh, please, please buy them. I can't beg you enough. <laughs> please do it. Also, we do have some new patrons Ooh, to what? announce. Yeah, well, you remembered it this time. I'm so proud Woo! of you. All right, so I uh, do want to give a special shout out to Lavender. Lavender. Thank you so much. Yeah, Lavender. I'm uh, thank you so already. much for joining. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining the community. We really do appreciate the support. And then we have, I think, the cousin of Draco Malfoy, Draco Lucian. Thank Ooh, you so much. Yes, that's yes, right. Welcome. Harry Potter reference. Would it, is it, wouldn't a better name be Draco Lycan? Wasn't that the name of a professor who was shockingly a werewolf? No, that was uh, that was a uh, Rupus Professor R- Ruf. I think it's like Rufius Rupus Professor Rufius Lupin. Yeah, Lupus? Lu- Lupin? Lupin. I think it's Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, I'm a Harry Lupin. Potter guy, and I, I can't. Lupin, I can't even remember it's this. Like, it's, well, it's, it's this is like this is this, this, this name might as well be Professor. Knowledge. This guy's gonna be a werewolf. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, thanks for joining our Patreon community. Your support helps make all of this happen, helps us cover a lot of our fees. And actually, the biggest thing that we've done in 2020 is your Patreon contributions help us get you guys more swag uh, as you guys support us. So thank you so much. And of course, shout out Pink Royal. Um, 65 episodes in, we're still doing it. You guys are long dead and decayed. A little past Halloween reference, but we'll keep honoring the dead. Maybe they'll just, maybe they'll resurrect from the dead. I can't even be excited. We're going to be on like, we're going to be on episode 650 (laughs) and it's going to be like, and we want to give a big shout out to Pink Royal. They are going on their reunion tour. (laughs) Coming Coming to Tokyo near you. Woo. <laughs> and of course, stay tuned because we do have a new giveaway from Level One Game Shop, but you got to hang out till the end to find out what it is. So, Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So, we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's rampant setting your board state. That's grains. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts. Usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grand profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give its beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs, like this American IPA, uh, Mutual Benefit, from Rock Creek Room. Um, our, hop cho- our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it actually wants. 
And then the next thing to be, how does your deck actually close out and win games? We call that yeast. And yeasts are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then finally, we have shenanigans. This could be pet card synergies, random things in the deck that maybe just don't quite fit, but you just want it in there anyways. We call that spice. Yes, and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of a hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. And then finally, we have a bottle capping. This is going to be big Texanized cuts and recommendations to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. Only restriction is no mana, only lands, which I don't think will be a problem today. So no. without further ado, <laughs> let's get brewing. Today... Neheb unleashes eternal hell. This is my mono red deck with Neheb the Eternal. Uh, and this month's theme, my local play group probably knows what it is. Uh, we are talking about decks that we literally never play. <laughs> we spent the time, we spent the money to make them, but it just sits there. And I think we all have decks like that. Some people like to dismantle it and go ahead and gut it and use it for other parts. Some people like myself and Big Tuck to some extent will let it sit there forever and just keep Frankensteining it until it's barely recognizable. Until um, it's a piece of magic history. Or until you just, yep. or until you realize that there's like $100 worth of cards in there that you can just pick <laughs> for pieces, but still keep it as a crappy, cohesive deck. So, yeah, so um, Big Tuck, why don't you read who Neheb the Eternal is, and then I'll kind of talk a little bit about why I chose this for my mono red deck. Well, don't mind if I do. Uh, <laughs> Neheb the Eternal, three colorless red red for uh, legendary creature zombie minotaur warrior. It is a mythic. Uh, it's a 4-6 out of Amonkhet? Yep. Yeah. Hour of Devastation. Hour of Thank you very much. Um, and as a flick three, whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses three life. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, add uh, red mana to your mana pool for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. This is what glory looks like. Nicobolus. I was going to go with the Russian accent there, and I I didn't know. I don't know. Nicobolus? He's like old English, right? Like old European? Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. For no, sure. No, he, he's he's run it back. I want to hear this Russian accent. Oh, boy. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> this is what glory looks like. Nicobolus. That was bad. That was, that was pretty bad. bad. I mean, that's about on par with what mine is. But no, I definitely picture Nicobolus as like King Henry V. Yeah, right. Just an asshole just killing everyone. Um, so also we have the $12, which is kind of nuts. Yes. Uh, well, I think it's because they've done more Minotaur Tribal. Yeah, right. Yeah, support this, is cards. This, is, this is one of the few good ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the whole reason I chose this deck is, you know, back when Hour of Devastation came out, what would that have been? 2017. So three yeah. years ago. Uh, wow. I, was, I said four years ago. I thought I built the deck. It was three years. I was pretty 2017, close. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason I picked it is at the time, your mono red commander choices were very slim. It was you build Perforos or you build Doretti. Yeah. Two for two. And um, I don't know of any other bad options. The only other I mean, one I guess would be, the, the one that you'd see if it wasn't one of those two would be either like Krenko, if you're doing just goblins. Oh, sure. And goblins. Then the, the mono red dragon guy. There's there's a few, there's a time where there's some, there was lousy with that. Um, the okay. Machino, you know, we did it, I think, um, Sir Sir. Part 
And so, there, the, I guess the kind of the gist is there was a lot of there was like your three main ones and a lot of fringe. Yes, but the yes, fringe 100%. were real fringe. You know, heartless Hidetsugu or stuff like that. Yeah. So when I saw Nihab come out, I was like, okay, well, this does a couple different things. One, it does exactly what Red wants to do. It wants to live in the red zone or burn people out. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that Red struggles with is mana. Um, it does mana and card draw, uh, but this one would solve the mana issue. Hey, I can waste a bunch of mana, drain you for a bunch of life. I don't even have to swing if I don't want to, but then I get all of that mana back for the most right. part, and then I can dump that into more stuff. So that's kind of the way I, I looked at it, built it, I've enjoyed playing it. But it's one of those decks that I think as I've evolved as a Magic player became too linear. It's yeah. literally, I come in, I do this one thing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have become a Magic player to where I really do enjoy the mental game of it. Um, so I'm hoping today, as we discuss, maybe I get a little bit more excited about the deck. Maybe some bottle cappings will help change it. But Big Tuck, what do you think? You know, you've looked at the deck list. You've seen it played a few times. Yeah. Uh, why don't you talk about Nihab a little bit? Yeah, no, I've actually I've actually seen this a lot. And um, I was like I said, I've been I've been out of town and with like the, I've been interviewing a lot. So like the and got the new job. So like the last couple of weeks. I think the last three weeks I've, I've just been like taxed mentally. So I figured, I thought this was Commander's Matter month as soon as I saw this one. Um, but I think this is, I think this is a very, you've, you've kind of evolved, like you said, from a very, this is like the epitome almost of one of your top down decks, right? Where you really, yeah. really need him to, to shine. Um, I think this is also built at a time where you pl- the meta was still a lot slower and kind of gave you a little bit more time mm-hmm. to grow. Um, we'll see that in the grain section because there's not a lot of ramp in this deck. Uh, um, but yeah, like I, I, the times where I've seen this going is like if you do, if you, the, the times where I've seen this deck do the best is when it's not the most immediate threat and it can kind of yeah. get into that like turn five, turn six without a hitch. Um, mm-hmm. And especially uh, if people are like, I'm playing the Heb. Uh, or Nihad passed the turn and then it goes around and people are like, do you have a removal? I don't. Well, I burned it on this. And then you get to untap yep. with him. Um, that's where it can really get off the races. Uh, like you said, I have seen this. I have seen you been like, well, I have three mana and no card draw. So I guess I'm just here, right? <laughs> yeah. yep. um, but you know, uh, I, I, I do think it's, I think it's like a more, you can almost look at this as like a, um, very similar in vein to Perforos, where you're dealing, you're trying to deal damage to all opponents, right? This one just happens to be yep. usually more through like combat, some some more mechanic and and, and spells versus creatures. So I, I like I was surprised because I've seen you play this a ton, and maybe it just happens to be that that we've been there, but yeah, maybe. And you know what? Maybe I have chosen in the past to play this against you because I know you like these types of decks mm-hmm. more than the well I'm doing this into this and I'm doing this right. and I'm liking that and I, I know those aren't You're fun for you <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe that's why I pick it um, I, I will so, say one of the reasons why you may not like it too much is the average CMC is a 3.98 and I would like to comment on that because 
So the fact, guys, that I never played this deck, I never really updated my tapped out. Before I updated it with all the cards, that the original build of this, it was a 4-3, 4-3-5. Yikes. And, 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 uh, the only ramp card in here that's under four <laughs> mana is a soaring. So hey, that's not true. <laughs> Extra planar lens. Oh, okay. So you have two <laughs> under under. Yeah. Four. Uh, yeah. So, Sounds like a manolith um, is uh, necessary. I will say this though: your, your color distribution dead on the money. So you really you really hit that one out of the park. Yeah, and you know what's actually been tough is. Um, I've gotten a bunch of those new flip mono red cards uh -huh. and I do have one of them in here. Um, and I was like, well, maybe because the thought process has always been, well, those are basically lands. Just cut your basics and put those in. But because this deck does the snow covered rigmarole with extra planar lands, oh, sure. you actually can't because it, it, you got to think about it. Really, every snow covered land you cut two lands. Right. It's not really just one. Um, so that was something that was kind of a challenge for me. You know, when I opened right. up all of my um, it's. Uh, Modern Crap. Horizons. I can't even think. No, not Modern Horizons. Yeah, um, they got all the snow covers in it. Zendikar Rising. There we go. Oh, right, right. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, now I will say there is, there is, you are kind of digging your own grave with that, considering that I think you have one card that will tutor extra planar lens, but if you can get it to, if you can get the stack, it's going to be oh. there. It's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I, I, I look at extra planar lens very much like people look at land tax sometimes in mono white. If I draw it, I draw it. If I don't, yeah, I don't. Right. I hope I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, uh, I would like to comment on the value of the deck. Anywhere between four hundred and forty and a thousand dollars, basically. Wow, what a how what is a this thing? Have a six hundred? Well, there's, there's you do have a wheel of well, you have a card and you have a card in here that is listed on here as five hundred dollars. So, oh my god! <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure if that's true, but. Funny thing about that, and then we, we could get into this thing. I actually did see someone on Facebook Marketplace selling three or four Wheel of Fortunes. Uh -huh. And I kid you not, I think they were asking like $1,800, $2,000. Yeah. Dude, it's it's going through the yeah. roof. Fork's about to do it too. Forks are cheap right now. They're going through the roof. Sweet. Well... Guys, let's get into this. Let's start brewing. Um, we'll start with the Rampant Grain Bill. And the first card I want to talk about is not something you would think would be a grain card. Because the whole thing with Nehev is you need drips and drabs ways of dealing a lot of opponents damage or just loss of life. So that way, post-combat main phase, you can capitalize on that. So when I build a Nehev the Eternal deck, cards like Flame Rift mm. are perfect mm. for a grain. So Flame Rift is a colorless and a red. It's a sorcery uh, from... I believe that's Nemesis. Sure. Well, let's go with that. Uh, Flame Rift deals four damage to each player. <laughs> Krovax hungered for power, and the stronghold devoured the sky. So, Pretty a lot of people man. would say... <laughs> uh, so, a lot of people would say, Mr. Combo, you're crazy. Flame Rift is not a grain. It's maybe a spice at best <laughs> um, or maybe a yeast if you're doing damage and doublers or triple doublers well honestly a lot of these cards that cost very little mana like even i used to have lightning bolt in this deck because it's one mana for three right. damage that really nets me two it's kind of like a dark ritual um so when you're building a knee have the eternal deck think of a lot of these quick 
shock bolt type damages. If you could do it to a lot of people, like this could, in theory, net me 12 mana right, with right, me right. have out. 12 mana casts the biggest things I have in my deck. Right. Uh, yeah, there's not much more to say. Um, the only thing I'll add is that this card, I learned the power of this card in a similar fashion in my Rakdos deck. Where it's mm. like, oh, you have Rakdos out, and then you can just play any Eldrazi in the deck, too. Um, but yep. I, I think the last thing to, the last thing I'll say about it is four damage is can be kind of a chunk, especially if you have your damage shovelers and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. 12 damage, even at that, even if it deals four to you, 12 for two mana, sometimes might be able to get the job done in a pinch. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, Tuck, what's your first green? Um, so I had one and then I cut it. So I'm gonna do it. I decided last minute to do a different one. So uh, there's not a lot of card draw in this deck, which adds up compared to comparative to your uh, <laughs> to your strategy. So, but it's also mono red. It, Come on, give, give me a break. You got a couple here and there, but so if your strategy won't get it done, perhaps you can steal a strategy. And I'm talking stolen strategy. You like that bit? <laughs> you really, yeah. you yes. really brought it full it, circle there. Except it was very confusing because I have another card in the deck that does kind of the same thing. And so I was like, wait, is he getting to that card? Is he talking stolen strategy? Uh, so I was like, uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So, okay, we're talking about strategy. stolen strategy. strategy is one of my favorite cards of all time. Uh, four colors and red, it's an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. And this is a critical part, which I think is really not used in a lot of other decks. Until end of turn, you may cast mm -hmm. non-land cards from among those exiled cards. You may spend mana as though it's any mana of any color to cast those spells. So a lot of times, yeah. you're you, a lot of times when you're playing this, you're trying to get very specific cards, whether it's ramp, whether it's like these big splashy ones, and you kind of have to finagle your mana around to figure out if, when you can cast them, if ever, on a turn, right? However, in this deck, mm -hmm. because it lasts throughout the entirety of your turn, when that second, when that post-combat main phase rolls around, you could be sitting on your 12, 14 mana, and even if you only have a couple cards in hand, now you pretty much just drew another three cards that you can then jump out, right? Sure. So again, like I, red, red card draw is really hard to find. And I think this does a great yeah. job of it, right? Well, and I think this goes home to the CMC to where this is a good red card draw spell and it's five mana. Right, yeah. It's just, <laughs> you, 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 like, in mono red and mono white, you're going to pay four, five, six mana to get what green, blue, and black get for like, two or three. <laughs> yeah, like, Feels all right, this, this, is what, this is my fifth turn bomb. And someone's <laughs> like, you know, I played Necropotence four turns ago and I've already drawn seven cards. Uh, right at that point, it'd be so, like 15, yeah. So, the, the, the biggest thing I don't like about this card, uh, it's still a good card and you have to have it in the deck in my opinion, mm -hmm. but it's a cast, not play. Uh, I, I wish you could play the card so that way you could do the lands. That would help red and Boros quite a bit mm -hmm. if you could just, you know, hey, I ended up getting a land, let me be able to play it. That would be nice, but I guess we can't have everything. Yeah. Turns out uh, you can't have much in these colors. <laughs> um, cool. Well, my second card is a card that came out in the trashiest set ever, Throne of Eldraine. Um, it's also a card that when I looked at the art, I was looking at it now, and I've seen this card on Arena. I've seen it in IRL. I always thought that this robber of the rich 
I thought that he was like a cloaked individual and his head was at the top of the card and then like the arm underneath was just like his hand, but it's actually him upside down. Wait, I what? just you, now it saw just, that. It took you that long to figure it out? Yep. 100%. I'm the, I'm the blind bastard, quote unquote, of, of the podcast and you just figured that out? Yep, yep, just figured it out. So, oh, Robert the Rich, though, is the perfect card for a Nehep deck, especially with the way I build decks, because Tuck has made the comment, well, I got three lands, can't play anything, pass the turn. Uh, <laughs> Robert the Rich is a colorless red creature, human archer rogue. It's a mythic 2-2 that has reach and haste, which is nice. Whenever Robert the Rich attacks, if defending player has more cards in hand than you, exile the top card of their library. During any turn you attack with a rogue, you may cast that card and you may spend mana as though or any mana of any color to cast that spell. So it's very nice for me because mm-hmm. I can do it the turn he comes out, start exiling, you know, okay, uh, we're playing Forest Day 2 Wong. He's playing his Tatiova deck. Let me choose him because he doesn't have a blocker. And I guarantee he has some ramp spell that maybe I can cast next turn and get some value out of it. Or, hey, Big Tuck is playing his mono red artifact deck. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can hit a soul ring and get kind of lucky. Right, right. Um, it's, going, it's going to do a lot of different things for you. And I'm going to say for the most part, no one's ever going to trade or chump the robber of the rich they may kill it so you don't ever swing into a three three or bigger but a lot of the two twos or less unless it's a two two token no one's going to trade anything for this no one's going to combo block a land of war elves and uh, (laughs) finhorn elves uh, against it yeah this i was going to talk about this one too um i think it's really interesting the the only thing i don't understand about this and 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 again the fact that it's on the attack trigger like you said is critical if this was killed deal combat damage not so much why does this card have reach it's not like you're ever gonna block a flyer with it. Like I understand, I understand it in concept, but like, okay, great, you're gonna block that thrumming bird on the turn that you're not gonna attack with it when the card doesn't do anything <laughs> if it doesn't attack. It just seems weird. Like, like maybe they just wanted to add a mechanic to it to justify making it a mythic. I guess, but like menace, like menace, vigilance, anything, and like I suppose it's because he's like. Shadow. Oh, that'd be sick. I don't think, I, but I, I think it's like that. The the Black Panther meme, like we don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, great card. Uh, I'm still surprised that it's only five bucks. I would have thought because I knew it gets played in standard, yeah. and I'm just surprised it doesn't see a higher dollar tag, especially for a foil. But right. anyways, um, Big Tuck, what's your second grain card? So this is one. This is one that I wish we had more data on. I know you just put it in here and probably cut something more expensive for it. It's one of those new flippy cards that we talked mm. about briefly. Uh, I want to talk about Valakut Awakening. So um, two colorless and a red for an instant. It's a rare. The foil's about two bucks. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one, um, and then it flips over to a tapped uh, red mana-producing land. So, again, yeah. I think it's funny how this this shows you how desperate red is for card draw, because there's going to be times when you play this, <laughs> you're like, all right, pay three, draw a card. You got it. <laughs> yep. Or like pay three, bend two lands, draw three, probably two more lands, and maybe another card. Well, and the thing I like about this card, and obviously I haven't got to play it yet because I never played the deck, um, is there are some times that I have Neheb and I'll generate 25, 30 red mana. I just got gobs of mana. Yeah. And it'll tuck or squeal, be like, well, are we dead? And I'm like, I have, I have four or five cards in hand. 
can't do a lick with no. him, and it's like pass for the yeah. turn. Planeswalker <laughs> creature. Uh, there we go. <laughs> well, and it's like uh, okay, I have like a removal spell, nothing to remove. Or I have a way to give my creatures trample. Well, I've already done the damage. I don't need to yeah, do right, trample right. anymore. Uh, it's just a whole lot of garbage. So I think something like this, it's like, okay, I got 25 mana, spend three, put three on the bottom, draw yeah. four. I'm sure to get something I could dump 20 something mana into. Yeah, I agree. So And, and if it's early game, play it as a land if you need the land. Yep. I love that modality. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, so just like I said, I wish there was more. I wish we had more information on it. But what are you gonna do? Uh, what we are gonna do is move to my last green card, yeah, yeah. and this is a card I was white hot on when Icoria got previewed. It has Big Tuck's favorite mechanic on it, cycling, and it has alternate artwork for it as well. Three, two, one. Godzilla Doom Inevitable. Wait. <laughs> What? what happened? Did Big Tuck and Mr. Combo pick the same card or two different cards? Is someone having a seizure? No, but this card does Red Red. It's an 8-8 legendary creature dinosaur turtle. You son of a bitch. Uh, I was going to say, no, I tried to do an intro and you cut it right out from under me. All right, so it's got Trample and Haste, um, and it's a colorless and a red to cycle. When you cycle Yudara Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yudara Wandering Monster... Four or more times this game, put it on the battlefield from your graveyard instead. Again, guess what this card is? Two mana draw card, and then maybe at some point later in the game, you'll get to do it again. And then perhaps yeah. if you're playing the most bonkers, non-tutored game at all, at some point it'll pay off and you might have an 8-8 Trampler Haste in your hand. Or another thing is... Because I purely put it in here for the cycle. Yeah, right. My thought is to never cast it. But an 8-8 with Trample and Haste... That's nothing to like shy at. And it could be so late in the game that I draw it and it's like I could cycle it to maybe get something else. But I got I got seven mana. He's open. And I got a damage doubler out. Right. I think I'll just pay seven and kill you. Or just or just like to your point earlier, like you pay seven, get an eight eight, swing into someone who's open, get that eight mana back with your commander. Right, so you just yep. get yourself one to do whatever else you want. Um, but I will yep. say, I will say, I give you props because you were white hot on this when this came out. You're like, this is gonna go in every mono red deck, and it is in yours, <laughs> which I give you mad props for that you stuck. They stuck to your guns on that. And the fact that uh, I was wrong because I did think it was gonna be worth a little bit of money because it. it I, th I feel like this is what our buddy Ultra Budget Brews or Oob would say. Uh, casual Catnip, yeah, for sure. Meow. Uh, but it's sitting at 63 cents for an alternate version copy. So well, clearly not as catnip as I thought. But again, fun card. Well, Love to see it in here. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to wrap up the rampant grain. Now we're going to have the board state and hops. Big Tuck, what's your first one? I'm afraid we're going to align on one of these, I think. Okay, so I am talking about my first one is going to be a piece of magic history. Keep going. It's also from Mirage. <laughs> And is it an enchantment? Maybe. Go on. Is it an enchant world? Oh, yes, it is. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Chaos Fear. Chaos Fear. It's two colors of red away. for an enchant world for Mirage. Creatures with flying cannot block creatures without flying. Well, guys, as you will see, this deck does not run a lot of flyers. Creatures without flying can block creatures with flying. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's just, it's almost like a warp world type thing, yeah, right. but it's obviously not warp world. 
I dance the nothing dance, feet in the air, knives in the ground. Firmaref fir chant? Yeah, Firmaref chant, sure. Um, the artwork on this is also totally metal man. <laughs> it looks like a Phyrexian card, which is weird because I don't think that they were that involved in Mirage. Um, yeah, also part of the reserve list, four dollars and forty-eight cents. So this wow. is this is a weird one. And again, there's not a lot. You don't have a lot to deal with flyers. So if someone has a big meaty dragon, you're probably just gonna have die a lot. Uh, so I think it's cute. Like um, this is a deck again where you're gonna because of Neheb's afflictability, he's always gonna want to attack in right. Like four six, there's yep. always gonna be an option. Um, especially if someone's playing a Talran deck or, you know, a dragon deck that hasn't quite got off the ground yet, you're going to be able to swing sure. in and deal damage. We've talked, I think we've talked about before how flying is becoming, people are starting to realize how powerful the flying ability is. Um, and being able I to know, shocker, that just came out of left I field. Know, who would have thought? The best, the best way to draft is turns out to be the best, uh, one of the better mechanics in the game. So yeah, um, really interesting card. How did you find this? I honestly can't remember. Uh, I bought this for the deck, I think 18 months after I built it, oh, wow. something like that. Um, so it wasn't in the original build, I don't believe. Um, maybe I saw it played on Goldfish. I think there was a period where I was just going on Scryfall and just like, oh, I'm looking for things for this color. And I would just click it and just look. Oh. And all the cards <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, until, until my eyes bleed. But no, it is a very cool card. And it's something that when you play this, A, at least our play group, we don't see a lot of Enchant Worlds. So you don't have to worry about it getting pinned pin to the graveyard. Right. Plus, I could play this and Squee very much could be like, oh, I was worried about Mr. Combo. But damn, that just put my whole deck online to just right, kill right, right. a whole Pretty bunch of people. Helpful. Um, and, and that that takes his ire, his his eye of Sauron away oh, from me. There it is. Onto the other opponents. So uh, it's a, it's a cool card. It has a little bit of a political piece, but a hundred percent for my deck. It's just to be able to get in and get that mana because that's the thing. If you don't generate mana with Neheb in some way, shape, or form, you're not going to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my second card is an awesome board wipe that is definitely casual catnip and a lot of people try to play it and then they eventually cut it for other board wipes because they realized it wasn't very good but in this deck i actually believe it's very good came out in the same set as meheb we're talking about hour mm. of devastation hey that's even the name of the set Hello. uh we're talking about three colorless red red it's a sorcery all creatures lose indestructible until end of turn. An hour of devastation deals five damage to each creature and each non-bolus planeswalker. Everything here exists or perishes at my whim, including you, Gatewatch. Nicobolus! <laughs> so now, so now Nicobolus went from an uh, Eastern Bloc European overlord to Rick Moranis? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. It sounds like, like hey, Dave Chappelle's. No, He's I like, like talk like okay. man. No, 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 I like that. Where it's like, yeah, this dude, no, Nicol Bolas is just a nebbish accountant from like maybe Western Ontario or like Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So the thing I like about our devastation, especially for Mono Red, is up until recently, we haven't had ways to deal with Planeswalkers. Right. Now I know that they are printing more cards that can do damage to a lot of Planeswalkers, but this is one of the first ones. So, you know, I'm able to do a board wipe, quote unquote, with Planeswalkers. But the big thing is the five damage to each creature. 
Neheb is a six toughness. Traditionally, five damage will do some sort of board wipe yeah. for some opponent at least. So it's, you know what? I don't have enough. You know, I got six, seven mana. I got some bomb in hand, but everyone's kind of come up. You know what? I'll spend five, wipe out one person's defenses, go in get that four mana back so i only lost one and then still be able to cast my bomb and do something and i impacted the board in a very cool way um and i would even say a lot of my creatures for that example like kind of looking at them a lot of them are over that sure. that five um at least the ones that matter mm -hmm. i guess i would say right so yeah i think it, i think you hit the nail on the head with it keeps your uh, commander alive and also indestructible usually comes from enchantments and red has mm -hmm. no way to deal with so yeah. um, being able to wipe out, a lot of people will have a commander that's, you know, a 2-4 indestructible, and they're just going to keep chipping away with that. Quick way to wipe yeah. them out and then kind of put them back quite a ways. Absolutely. All right, Tuck, what's your second one? So this one I'm starting to think is going to be a mono red standard. I love this card, um, and it's one more than Reverberate, but leaves a little something back on the ground for you. So we're talking about our old pal, Dual Caster Mage. So colorless and a red-red uh, for a 2-2 creature human wizard with flash. Uh, when Dual Caster Mage enters a battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. It has been my experience that disasters like to strike in <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think there's cards like um, Red Elemental Blast and Reverberate that kind of play like, in Fork to some extent, uh, kind of play like mono red counterspells, right? And this deck sure. does that and also gives you a body that you can either block with or swing in with. Um, can, can In late game, get you an extra expropriate, right? Like, if someone's kind of cleared your board and you're kind of waiting for someone else to do something, this is something where you can really bounce back um, after someone else gets a huge bomb out um, and really push yourself forward on it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, the, and that's always been the downside of Red Elemental Blast is that it has to be a blue. Yep. And I get it. Most spells you're probably going to engage with are blue. But we have talked about how green is getting a lot yep. better. Black has always been a very powerful color. And so something like this, like they play those ultra powerful cards. Like how cool would it be? You know, you cast, um, oh, what's that X spell that you love? It's like green, green X. You go get any card out of your library and your creatures get trample and all that oh, wow, nonsense. Devastation? No. Or we just, uh, it's a single X. You're thinking double X like, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, um, yeah, we just talked about it with uh, commander Smith Lowry. Something finale. Oh, uh, fin Finale of Devastation? Yes, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. That's not a double yeah. X spell, though, is it? No, but it's X green No, green. it's not. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, X green green. Um, and so something like that, it's like, oh, you're going to probably go get a crater hoof and do something disgusting. I'll, I'll copy that, mm -hmm. and then I'll go search my deck for something. I, I, I don't think that one's... That one's not go get a green creature, right? Or is yeah, it a That's creature? a creature card. Just a creature yep. card. So I can go get a creature card, put it onto the battlefield, give all my creatures plus X, plus X of whatever, and then he's going to do something stupid. Um, you're not going to be killing me this turn. Yep. Uh, it can it, it do so many really cool things. Uh, the extra turns, like you pointed out, is always clutch. Um, and I think I, it, 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 
it, it's just nice being able to play instant speed red shenanigans which usually if you hold up red mana people are like okay they got a burn spell or they're gonna blow up an artifact <laughs> they aren't thinking copy or counter magic right, exactly and i think like blue counter spells green those big creature spells and even imagine i think something that's cool with this too is someone casts like an exanguinate for 40 you copy it with the dual caster mage yours resolves first and you win the game so yep. I told yeah I didn't even think about that with like the the game winning thing because my pedestrian brain just thought it's like oh rampant growth don't mind if I do <laughs> yeah don't cast your mage is really good it's like a buck um, always good to have a couple of those lying around no for sure all right um, my last hops card and that was your last one right I got one more okay you got one more. That's right, because we shared the first one. So I'm, I'm. There's one card I specifically didn't pick because I'm hoping you pick it. So, but the card I want to talk about. Sometimes in this deck, you have 20, 25 mana and literally nothing to do with it. So that's why this card's in the deck because it actually happens a lot. Some people would say, "Well, Mister Combo, that seems more like a spice thing. Like, oh, when it happens, and that's a rare instance." No, more often than not, I'm gonna have gobs of mana with nothing to do. So Obsidian Fire. We're about to call it 420 because we're about to blaze it. (laughs) (laughs) Colorless Triple Red Creature Elemental Mythic. Uh, colorless red red put a blaze counter uh, on target land without a blaze counter on it as long as that land has a blaze counter on it for 20 it has at the beginning of your upkeep this land deals one damage to you this and this is the best part the reminder text the land continues to burn after obsidian fireheart has left the battlefield Yes! You need to figure out how to get 420 blaze counters on it get blaze oh my god yeah, the, the card's stupid. Um, yes, you don't net any mana off of it because it's happening right. on other people's upkeeps, but just throwing blaze counters out there left and right is absolutely stupid. Um, now, the one thing I don't know, yeah, because you have to do it with one without a blaze counter, so you got to think the max you're probably getting Let's just call it, and that's if you had more mana you know what to do with. Each person's probably getting dinged for eight. Right, yeah. At most. But still, eight damage each upkeep is filthy. And especially when you, if they kill you, it's still going. <laughs> so, like, they have yep. to, like, think about that <laughs> in the back of their mind. We're like, oh, I'm the last person left. It's me and one other person. I have ten life. Can I live another <laughs> turn? Or do I just, or do I just so yeah, um, oh. it's getting a little smoky in here. We're going up in smoke. About to blaze it. Well, you, you disappointed me because I was hoping you were going to do this one. So we'll do an honorable mention okay. real quick. We won't go into a whole lot of conversation. But Mage's Contest, oh, yeah. I think, is such a cool card. Uh, and this is one that a lot of people have not seen. Colorless Red Red. It's an instant. You and Target Spells Controller bid life. You start the bidding with a high life of one. In turn order, each player may top the high bid. The bidding ends when the high bid stands. The highest bidder loses life equal to the high bid. If you win the bidding, counter the spell. So, bread counter spell, but in a weird way where you're making someone lose life. And the coolest thing, though... I think it's going to be rare instances where you're using this on someone else's spell. I usually use it to do it for my spell. Because if I have Nehab out and say I cast a 12 mana monster counter spell. Okay, Mage's Contest. How deep do you want to go? <laughs> because here's the here's the thing. 
I'll eventually stop. They'll take the the life loss, and then I get all that in mana, and then I'll just cast something else. <laughs> and so, really, they did nothing. Um, love the card. I wish it wasn't twenty one dollars. Well, that is. I, but, so I double check that. That is for the foil. The normal one's only like a buck fifty. Oh, oh well, that's a lot more affordable. Slam, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I thought about it, but I was like, ah, it's a little too cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little baby commercial. Oh, you, you, you can do it and I can't? How's that fair? Yes. It's only retired you, from you, Big Tech. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. Fair. Oh, we should write down a All list right. of what bits have retired for each person. It's like We'll have four, a rotation like, of it's bits. Four, it's like four pages long. <laughs> no, what, what, what we need is we need a wheel that we can spin oh. whenever you don't know which bit to do. Uh, and it's like dot, 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 dot. All right. Yeah, or, or oh, uh, a series nice. of tubes. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's actually good. I like that. Oh, man. We, uh, I've, I've missed the series of tubes. I have missed the series of I tubes. I like that a lot. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the hops, guys. Now we're going to head over to how this deck actually wins games, and you probably have somewhat of an idea with it, with the yeast. Um, I will start this off with one of the meanest cards I have in the deck. I actually I do remember playing this against Gregor Clegane, Oob, and I want to say it might have been Marketing Ross or Sir Nathan, one of the two, uh, when we did our, our big get-together for my birthday. You know what feels real good? Cycling Decree of Annihilation you're, when you okay. had Nehab on the battlefield. Before we go any further, you're a horrible person, and this is a nightmare card. I hate <laughs> you for it. There was two cards in here that I thought you'd have the, I thought you'd have the dignity of... Uh, Heliod to not mention and you just couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> I didn't mention the other one. I guarantee I know yes. you were thinking I was going to say talk about Winter Horror. Oh, 100%. You're a monster. You're a monster. So, here's the thing, guys. Decree of Annihilation. I'll read the actual card and then I'll tell you what the cycling thing is. Decree of Annihilation. Eight colorless red red. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. Uh, $6.43. Exile. Because it, it's remove. Mm-hmm. So, exile all artifacts, creatures, lands, graveyards, and hands from the gra- from the game. Disgusting. Yeah, you're, you're- but the reason I have it in the deck, and I've never casted it for that piece unless I was just real spiteful and maybe a little tipsy. <laughs> Cannot confirm or deny. Depends on the uh, I've never seen it. I've seen the second one more than once. Yeah, you have. Uh, cycling, five colorless, red, red. When you cycle Decree of Annihilation, destroy all lands. So the the way that this deck really functions is very similar to... Uh, um, oh, gosh, I have another deck where I do nonsense like that. Because once I have my commander, I don't need mana. And I'm drawing a blank. Oh, um, I literally do the same type of thing yeah, in there. And I just can't think of it. Anyways, I digress. Um... Once you have Neheb, you don't need your lands, but your opponents still need their lands. So, and the cool thing with cycling is you can do that at instant speed at any time. So, you did your rigmarole. You will never, I mean, I guess you could if your opponents had nothing on the board, if they're completely tapped out, um, you know, just just all of that. Yeah, sure. You go ahead and cycle uh, with the mana you got from Neheb, blow up all the lands, and then, you know, that's what it is. But the way I've always played it is it comes to the end step before my turn. Okay, I didn't have anything. You've tapped out. You've done this. You hit me for 15. Pay seven. Cycle this. I'm going to draw a card and destroy all lands. And literally that game I did with Oob, uh, Gregor, and one of our guys, um, I think I won 
five turns is what it took. The, the, and, and I do get it. People don't like land destruction. I'm okay with it if it's like, I know your clear path to win. And it's not just you have a big splashy creature. Meheb's netting me mana, which is letting me cast more things, which is going to net me more mana, let me cast more things. I still get to play a normal game, whereas everyone else is just... It's a, it's, it's a Mr. Combo card if ever there was one. This card must might as well say the entire pizza. Cycle it and you get the entire pizza at the table. Uh, I hate it and uh, I was going to cut it, but I know it's a waste because you never will. So, because you're, cause you're, Absolutely. Cause you're a complete monster. So, that's all I got. You're a monster. <laughs> Knock my gumdrop buttons. All right, Big Tuck. Uh, so this is like I so we've talked about a lot on these top down things. You kind of need another card to like be the backup commander, um, and this one I think does a pretty good job at that. And, uh, it's a little generic, but it's such a cool card. I always love to talk about it. Uh, we're talking about uh, one of my favorite elder dinosaurs, Itali Primal Storm. So four colorless for a uh, red red for a six six legendary creature elder dinosaur. Whenever it attacks. It attacks, not uh, deals damage. Exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards. Exile this way without paying their mana cost. So I like that. The, I like that this is now a new target besides the Heb. Right? It costs. It costs mm-hmm. one more than the Heb, so you can kind of hold on to it until someone else. Uh, you can kind of hold on to it until you have the Heb, and so he inevitably gets killed. Then you can cast this guy, play a little bit of variance game. Again, it's not like it, there's not a lot of cards in here where there's a lot of top deck manipulation, and you don't really know what's going in. But the the time when this card can either get a ramp spell and an artifact, so then you can get the Heb out again, a removal spell to get rid of a problem thing some huge enchantment like a Mirari's Wake or something along those lines. Like if you're playing in the right decks, if you if you wait long enough in the game or the decks have kind of been thinned out, kind of like when you cast this, this card can always get you something to do. So again, it's it's a big splashy kind of backup sort of card, mm-hmm. um, but still in Mono Red, having this ability, being able to cast him off a big Neheb swing, seems like there's a lot of stuff that this guy could, could bring to the table. Yeah, you know, Here's my thing on Atali. I like the card a lot. Every time it hits the battlefield, people wet themselves. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pandemonium. But it's hilarious because it's either hot or it's freezing cold. <laughs> I have seen so many people whiff on right. Atali. It's like, oh, it's kind of like when Frenemy Dan plays his Paco deck. And he's like, okay, swing with Paco. And it's like, okay. Creature, creature, creature. He's like, well, I can't do anything with that. <laughs> How many times I've seen a Tali just be like land, 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 right, right. and then maybe, and then maybe you drew an X spell, and you're like, oh, well, great. that yeah. was that was well, great. Audio um, for the rest of the game. <laughs> but that's where I think it's fine for this deck because I I do think I have scarier things in the deck than a Tali. Yes, uh, and being like one of the biggest ones. Um, so I think. Even though Pandemonium hits when when this hits the table nine times out of ten, I actually think when it hits with this one, depending on if I have my commander out or some other big disgusting thing that we could be talking about, people are like, all right. I mean, it sucks, but I'd rather get rid of Neheb so he doesn't get 29 mana right. next turn than Atali where he'll probably just get lands. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or a populate card and it's like he has no tokens. Yep, 100%. So. But again, like I think it does I think it does fit in the East category quite well for this deck. Yeah. All right. I'm talking about a new card. I haven't gotten to play with it, but this card is a slam damn it dunk. Three, two, one. Leyline Tyrant. Tyrant. 
Oh, Two colorless red red creature dragon mythic. Uh, it's a mythic. Uh, it's a it's a four four flyer. Uh, you don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end. Then when it dies, like yeah, already great. Um, when it dies, you may pay any amount of red. When you do, it deals that much damage to any target. Love that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you have the foil one, which is six dollars. I'm guessing you opened this one. Yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. And I'm checking Leyline Tyrant. Uh, the low version is six bucks. So, well, how does it, uh, I don't know. Whatever you can buy, <laughs> you can pay money and buy this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this. So, I think when this got spoiled, a lot of people were like, "Well, that goes in every mono red deck." Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I think it's a well. W- would you argue that mono green Omnom goes in all mono green decks? Same thing. It's I would, plausible. I would argue no, that it doesn't. Oh. So okay. I think there's certain decks where it doesn't. But this deck, um, especially like Leyline Tyrant, I wouldn't put it into ready. As like just a as just a red mana thing, it doesn't do anything, right? But I think the big thing with this deck is like the, the shell of this deck is really a big red mana deck, right? Uh. Similar in scope to a big black deck. If you will, uh, oh boy, <laughs> sound effect. Uh, but yeah, so like this card because it le- like it does a lot of things, right? So if you have this in the head out, dastardly, right? You're gonna have all this man, yes. and you've talked about how there's so many times we have nothing to do with it. So you might be holding it back, I mean like, oh, is just killing this the best thing to do? Sure, then I'm gonna dome you for twenty. There you have it, right? Yeah, and then you're dead, and, and yeah, then you're and dead. dead. <laughs> That, that's the thing I like about this. The It's one of these cards. Almost think guys and gals, Leyline Tyrant has indestructible. Because the only way anyone's ever going to get rid of it is by shuffling it into your library, returning it to hand, or exiling yeah. it. Because of the fact that this deck generates so much mana, I can even swing with Neheb, do all my other stuff, get 29 mana, spend four of it, second main phase, put Tyrant out, pass priority, he now has 25, uh, you know, potential damage that's going to get thrown at someone. Um, It's very hard to stop. Uh, There's very few ways to do it because very rarely is someone going to be like, hey, Mr. Combo. How about I kill your tyrant and you don't point that 50 damage at my face? It's like, nah, I don't think that's going to yeah, happen. Uh, I think fish. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and, and, oh, again, like, uh, and I think the fact that it's still a 4-4 flyer for 4 is also crazy. You play mm-hmm. this, next turn you play Neheb, Neheb's paid for because someone's got to be able to hit 4 in the air. Yep. Right, so yeah, just bonkers card. Um, it's bananas. It's really good. As we're going through this, uh, I have, like I said, not been paying attention or buying cards recently, so I'm just I'm making a note of like, oh yeah, I should buy this, called Generic Buy List. Um, this absolutely goes <laughs> on it. Well, why don't you round us out? What's your last yeast card? All right, here we go. Ready? Hold on. I can't do it quite as good as you. That's why I was hoping you might be able to do a little belcher. Do you want me to? There, it is, there it is. Thank you. How do you just do that on command? It's disgusting. Honestly, it's not burping. It's just. Burp. Oh, you're just doing that a little burp or a little. There you uh, go. We're talking about our old pal Goblin Char Belcher. Uh, this card's incredible, and again, slam dunk in all mono red non artifact decks. There, I said it. 
Three colorless tap. Uh, reveal cards from the top of your library until, until you reveal a land card. Goblin Charbelcher deals damage equal to the number of non-land cards revealed this way to target creature or player. If the revealed land card was a mountain, Goblin Charbelcher deals double that damage instead. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in any order. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Combo. I believe you are only running one non-mountain card, which is the Nykthos, which also is it's also... No, no two. I got Nykthos and okay. Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle. Oh, so you are running 35 lands. Okay, so, yeah, um, so this card's just going to slam somebody in the face. Uh, it's going to do piles of damage. And again, I think this this actually acts as, like, your third backup commander, because you have your other damage dealers in it. And I've seen, yeah. you, I've seen you where you get you use uh, Neheb to get people down low enough to where, yeah, they're in Belcher range if, like, you barely get lucky, right? So uh, just does just does piles piles of stuff. Um, I'm a huge fan of this card, uh, and I, it always happens it, like, when it comes out. I'm not even like upset. It's like yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I'll see this out. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, we're good. So, so would you say that this is a uh, casual catnip card? Just because it's like you as the casual player is you know what. Fine, let's do it. That's that's hilarious. I like well, it. It's funny. I, this card, this, or, do you, or do you think actually think it's like a bonkers no, card? No, I think it's, this card's a more. We have, and we haven't talked about this because it's been so long since I've been on the podcast. A week. Um, this is a, this is like a definition of a slimy card, right? Where it's like, okay, it, oh. it takes a little bit of work to get there. It doesn't fit into every deck. You can build decks around this where you can just headshot people left, right, and center. Um, but overall, uh, I, like it works well in so many decks that care about damage. And even if you get like like we talked about, so let's say you reveal six. Neheb's out. You paid three, revealed six, deal 12 damage. Now you have 12 mana to play with at the end of your turn. Yeah. That's why it's like, I couldn't recommend it. Like, it's in my it's in my Perforos deck because there's like a slight goblin stacking sub-theme in it. Um, but in a deck that cares about dealing damage and generating that big red mana, it's slimy. Which means, in my opinion, it's good. Okay. Um, so I do have a recommendation to the collective Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 205. They actually made a zero land oh, EDH okay. deck where Goblin Charbelcher is the rock star because they're doing all the sorcery creatures instance from Zendikar Rising, but then the other side is the land. And so Goblin Charbelcher, you pay three, you reveal your entire library, deal that much damage to someone, but then you can put the cards back on the quote unquote bottom of your library in any order. So you stack your deck. So Goblin Charbelcher actually turns into a tutor <laughs> and kills right. someone for three mana. Uh, it's a great listen. You should go do it. And Goblin Charbelcher is the boobies. Uh, glad you talked about it. My last one is a very, very cool card because it basically, I look at my opponents and I say, hmm, how many lands do you have open? Could be four. So you know what I'll do? I'll pay five and make all of my stuff unblockable. Mm. War Cadence. Yeah. Two colorless red enchantment from Marcadian Masks. Yeah, very good, yes. Ooh, As I, I knew I knew it had Mercadian in it. I just couldn't remember if it's just Mercadian or Mercadian Mass. Mercadian Mass, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's three dollars and eighty-two cents for the foil. So very reasonable. Twenty-five X cents for the red foil. No, wait, how much for the non-foil? Twenty-five cents. Oh wow, that's super cheap. Um, so X and red creatures can't block this turn unless their controller pays X for each blocking 
creature. So, um, you guys know that Nehev generates mana. Basically, what this does, in a nutshell, is I'm going to lose one mana, but I'm going to gain it all the rest back, and I'm going to smack someone in the face for 15, 19, maybe lethal. Mm -hmm. And then when I get all that mana back with that unspent red, maybe it goes on a Leyline Tyrant and I just save yeah. it. Maybe it goes into an X spell where I kill everyone because um, I just needed to get that damage through. Because there have been times, and I think Big Tuck, you were in this game, where it's like, please let me hit you for four. Because if I get that four mana, I can deal with this specific sure, thing. Sure, yeah. Even if it is mid and late game. Right, right. Um, so I think some people would call this the truth document because it's the opposite okay. of propaganda. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that, for ladies and gentlemen, is called joke construction. <laughs> uh, suck it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, uh, so good. Quarter. I got nothing more to say that you didn't already get through. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the East package. Now we're going to head over to Spice. Big Tuck, you're going to kick it off. We got nine options. There was a few in here. There were some that I had to really scratch my head over, uh, but there was one that I know you couldn't resist because this is one of the few decks that you own that can't run Alter the Brood efficiently. Except I didn't pick the card that you think I picked. I got in your head, sucker. Uh -oh. Well, I'm, I'm going with my, I'm going with mine crank. I had no idea what you were going to go with because there's not alter of the brood. Oh, you you actually went with mine yeah. crank. Oh, I thought you were saying that I would have gone with mine crank. No, I'm just saying that you might have because there's not alter of the brood. But this is the card that does a better job of mine crank. It's. And what's funny, though, as I remember, I asked, I think I texted you. I was in Memphis, Tennessee. I texted Big Tuck. Hey, Big Tuck, my Nehab deck, Mind Crank, what do you think? He was like, oh, super fringe, real bad card. I wouldn't put it in there. Suck well, it. here we are. Um, again, uh, evidently your Alter of the Brood has dealt with this, too, because that's now $3, even though it recently got reprinted, I think. Um, yeah, so you can't run Alter the Brood in your deck because you play literally no permanence. Well, how about you just play Minecraft and then you're off to the races. Uh, two colorless for an artifact. It's uh, uh, uncommon coming in around $3, which is crazy. Whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Um, let go of your memories and be reborn. Um, hold on, I'm going to try that again. All right, so this is my attempt of a Southern Preacher. Let go of your memories and be reborn. <laughs> Not bad. It's okay, Not bad. right? That's I'm, good. I'm doing, I like that. I'm doing, I, a lot, I, I'm doing a lot of voice work. I, I, I feel like you just came off the set of True Detective. I'm oh, not going to lie. That's a hot, I'll take that. It's a hot take. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Mr. Combo loves milling people for some semblance of amounts, and this is the perfect card to do it in this deck. Um, I, I will say it felt a little sweaty when I first heard of it, but considering the amount of damage that we have in here and the fact this is only a two-trop, that's going to seem kind of innocuous. It's not going to win you the game on the spot yeah. or anything. Um, I like it, man. I like it a lot. I mean, I mean, it's just like Alter the Brood. One mana. It's very innocuous. If you if you don't understand what I'm trying to do, it's like, all right, I'm going to leave it because there has to be a better artifact to yeah. get rid of. Um, and Mind Crank, I think, is that way in this deck because people know I'm in mono red. And so I would think that if I'm in, if they're in my head, they're thinking, well, I only have so many artifact enchantment removal spells. Minecraft's probably the least of my worries. Yep. Probably cards like a 
I don't know. Decree of um, annihilation. <laughs> gratu- gratuitous violence. Right, yeah. So, you know, one of those things I need to save it for, or you know what? I know he's not good at ramp outside of his commander. Extra planar lens could eventually hit the battlefield or cage sun. I should probably save it on that. So Minecraft's going to sit there and the fact that it's only opponents. And so, hey, Squee hits Tuck. Tuck's milling. I don't have to do it all myself, which is really nice, which is where Ultra the Brood does in some way kind of fall flat. Is it's only when my permanents come out, not just whenever anyone plays a permanent. So... I love the card. Um, I wish I had more ways to capitalize on the stuff going to the graveyard, but I think that's why it's the perfect spice yeah. card. Like the deck, the deck wants people to lose life because that's what red does, but it's not going to do anything with the mill other than I'm taking away mm-hmm. resources. So no perfect spice. All right. So the one I thought you were going to go with is such casual catnip. It's hard to resist. Tyrant oh. of discord. Ah, I got mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it because I've done it to you? <laughs> so four colorless, red, red, red creature elemental. It's a rare from Avison Restored or Avison's Judgment. I think it's. I'm gonna have to look it up. I know it's, it's not Dark Ascension. Avison Restored. Well done. You've been yes. brushing up for your symbols. Uh, creature elemental seven seven. So it is a seven seven four seven. But here's where. It's an amazing card for this deck. Because Big Tuck actually did say it. I don't have a way to deal with enchantments. I just don't. When Tyrant of Discord ETBs, target opponent chooses a permanent he or she controls at random and sacks it. If a non-land permanent is sacrificed this way, repeat the process. So this card, I think the one time I remember playing it against you, Tuck, we were over at Miguel's house when when you first moved back to town. And I remember it was either you or Mikel literally had to shuffle up your cards. And I was like, okay, that card, flip it, was, it non-land, it was, it was damn Mikkel. it. I remember that. Okay. And I think I, I think I ended up getting like five or six of his like 18 permanents. I took away a third of his board for seven right. mana. And that's phenomenal because it's not just a third of his board because people are like, oh, well, this, you know, maybe four of those are lands. No, because you only keep going if it's non-land. That means I got rid of six non-land cards or five non-land cards and one land. That is fantastic. I wish I had a way to abuse this card in this was, deck. Blanket, Conjurer's Closet, right. whatever. I, I was going to say, I feel like I'm standing right next to it because this card is sweaty. <laughs> like, I, really, I really wish that it was like it changes opponents more often than not. But again, it, like you do have the mana where this could, if you you do your knee head rigmarole, right? So you you have four mana open, knee head. It could come out turn right, six. Yeah, come out and then does its thing. You could put the person who's like so far ahead, especially if they're playing uh, de- if they're playing an artifact deck where, or or, or, oh, or yeah. some sort of deck where, or, um. Even some green decks that are not like land heavy, they really rely on creatures oh, sure. to accelerate themselves out. You will have a higher percentage of getting this out. Later the game goes, later it kind of gets. So I this was kind of on the chopping block, but to your point, perfect perfect spice card, right? Ex- yeah. The, and and uh, I variants from here I, to, I, to Pluto <laughs> and back, right? Sure. To Pluto. Well, and I think and I think when we're talking cards that are on the chopping block, there's other cards in here that we're about to get to in the bottle capping that are even so much more fringe than this. Yeah. To where it's like, this at least you can make the argument, okay, if you're telling me you have it in here to deal with problemsome uh, enchantments, planeswalkers, stacks type pieces, okay, you know, I'll bite your kibble, but 
there's other cards in the deck that are just like hope to Christ someone has something I can do with it because if not it's just a big creature now we're going to head over to the bottle capping and as a reminder there's going to be big tucks and eyes cuts and recommendations to the deck that are going to be under five dollars under 50 bucks and a no budget recommendation only restriction is we can't talk about mana only lands so you can't tell me to add a different basic swamp over my other basic swamps you son of a bitch I'll tell you what, you ain't had no basics on basics in here. So the first card I'm going to cut for my under five is Burn From Within. So this is an interesting card, but I found something better. So it's X Red Sorcery. It's a uh, rare from Eld Shadows Over Innistrad. Yes. Burned from within deals X damage to target creature or player. If a creature is dealt damage this way, it loses indestructible until end of turn, and then if that creature would die this turn, exile instead. So really the reason I initially put this in the deck is A, it's an X spell, so maybe I can kill someone, but really it's there to deal with the indestructible stuff and have a way to quote unquote exile. And you open this in your shadow over in box and have one lying around when you put it in the deck. Uh probably. Not, <laughs> I, I cannot I cannot confirm nor deny. But the card I found to add in, I, I think is just better. Because when, when you have an X spell, it's cool to kill one people, but it's even cooler to kill three mm. people. So we're looking at Jaya's Immolating Ooh, Inferno. Yeah. So I have actually not heard of this card, even though I cracked Dominaria. I don't know how I missed it. I guess I just didn't open oh, one. That's good. Uh, but it's coming in. Coming in at a cool quarter, it's a legendary sorcery from Dominaria, um, and with it being legendary, I can only cast it if I control a Planeswalker or a legendary creature, which, let's be honest, guys, if I'm generating X tons of mana, it's going to be when Nehab's out, so I'm going to have my commander. Right. It's just, that's the way it works. Jaya's Immolating Inferno deals X damage to each of up to three targets. So... X is 25, I probably win the game on the spot. Right. And this only costs one more red than the other card, which in theory could either kill someone or get rid of an indestructible thing and exile a creature. This can still hit creatures if I need to. So if X is still only six, okay, well, I'll get rid of your commander. I'll get rid of this big scary thing. This thing's equipped up to all sorts of hell. I'll get rid of that too. So I still get to do everything. It's just, I can't deal with indestructible, but that is few and far between. And then I could always add Shadow Spear in the deck if I needed to. <laughs> of course. Um, I, yeah, so I agree. And I think one thing that's lacking this deck is your big splashy X spells. So I would all just because it's already in there, I would keep burn with from within. But yes, Jaya's emulating that is a tough one. Jaya's emulating yeah. Inferno. There it is. You think you like emulating? Yeah, you want to go with the yeah. Inferno. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. Um, <laughs> like it, this is definitely going to be player one, two, three for the targets, or maybe some troublesome creatures mm -hmm. if you can't quite get there with the damage. So yes, I agree. Cool. Well, what is your under $5 cut? And what are you so going to add? I'm going to cut your old pal Grenzo's Ruffians, which I really wanted what? to keep in, but it's kind of cute. And I want to talk about my grains, but this card is way too sweaty and cute for what we're trying to do here. So, Grenzo's. What do you mean? It's four, and then he will get become a three and then he'll deal three to other people. He generate nine mana on one attack. Yeah, but he has no evasion. 
and it's a 3-3 three, three for 4. <laughs> so Grenza's Ruffians, 2 colorless, uh, red, red for a creature goblin, uncommon. Uh, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Melee, whenever this creature attacks, it gets 1-1 one, until one, in a turn for each opponent you attack. You attacked with a creature in this combat. Whenever it he could be a 5-5. Five, five. It deals comp- yeah, but <laughs> when you're only swinging with the hand <laughs> in this deck, so at best a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> whenever it deals uh, combat damage to an opponent, deals that much damage to each other opponent. This is just chump. This is uh, this should just say Grenzo's Ruffians and then uh, me- melee chump going to get blocked by a chump blocker <laughs> is like what its uh, what its ability text says. So, uh, adios, and I cannot believe you have you don't have this in here. Um, I'm doing all combat damage spells because I don't want you to have to even think about the red zone when you're when you have Nehab out. I want you to only think about the damage that you're doing, right? So the first one I'm doing is the cheapest of the bunch, and it's a big flashy finisher. How do you not have Comet Storm in this deck? It's the it's the oh, go to sure. red <laughs> finisher, Comet Storm X red red for an instant. Uh, it's a mythic, which has no real reason being a mythic. That's fine. Um, Multi kicker one. You may pay an additional one any number of times you cast a spell. Choose any target, then choose another target for each time the spell is kicked. Comet Storm deals X damage to each of them. So effectively, like another copy of your of your Jaya's, just in case you run out of uh, mana. But again, like if you have a leyline, if your leyline get killed and you have a bunch of mana left over, it is an instant instant burn spell. This is the this is the best for the bang for the buck red X spell that's ever been printed. Um, and thank goodness it's only fifty three cents. It's fine. I mean, I guess if I want to play like everyone else plays and use a card that's in six percent of commander decks, gosh, way to be a sheep and fall right, the ground. Right, right, uh, run it on down. And technically, it's going to reduce your your overall CMC by two, which is actually just a farce because it's actually going to increase it by like seventeen. <laughs> so, I, I do I do think when I built this deck, I was not as knowledgeable when it came to X spells. When it you know with with magic, it was pretty much like I would hear what people play at the game shop I would look in the cases I would crack packs and that's pretty yeah. much how I built stuff uh, unless you know I went up to Chicago and played with you um, and you know I saw something brain. cool there or yeah um, and you tell me about some stuff so yes does it have a home in the deck sure is it exciting no kind of it gives you a way to win the game well, but who plays to win the game you Oh wait, me. Yeah, like, oh, take a lot, look, I talk a lot about taking a long hard, long, hard look in the mirror, but come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Under 50 bucks. I know this is blasphemy because the card is the so good. Annihilation. Winter Orb. No. I'm going to cut Hellkite Tyrant. Ah, uh, yeah, I am too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, for right. sure. uh, four, four colorless red, red, creature dragon, mythic, six, five, fourteen dollars What? Ugh. Wait, it's a flying trample. When it deals combat damage to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls at the beginning of your upkeep. If you control 20 or more artifacts, you win the game. When I built the deck, I see, oh, you win the game when this happens. This seems cool. I should put it in. But literally has no place in the deck. This is what I was talking about when I was talking about Mind Crank. At least Mind Crank, you can make the argument. There's something there. There's nothing there with Hellkite Tyrant. Yes, I agree. It's insane that this card is $14. Uh, way too much. Uh, but yes, in this, in this, I big splashy red spell. You think it's great in this deck? It doesn't do. It doesn't do anything for you for six mana. You run. You run nothing. all of what 
10 artifacts. Yeah. 12. <laughs> so, 12. Uh, not, not, not a great fit. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely on the slice for me. Naga, Naga to work in this deck. Oh, old bit, baby. Oh, retired bit. Bringing it back. That's right. Jaka, daka, 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 daka. <laughs> All right. Uh, the card I'm going to add is actually a card that I forgot came out. It got it came out in Theros Beyond Death. I remember when it came out because I even said in our text group on Facebook, I got to get this for my Nehab deck. Never did. Um, I need Tectonic Giant in this deck stat. Two colorless red red creature elemental giant. It's a rare. It's a three four for a quarter. I'm not even going big dollars here. Oh, right. Whenever tectonic giant attacks or becomes the target of an, a spell an opponent controls, choose one. Basically, the giant's going to lightning bolt each opponent or exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them until end of the, your next turn. You may play that card. So we got, we got two things happening here. One, he's going to net me... Even if he dies, nine mana with Nehab out, which is stupid for him only costing four. Second thing he's going to do is draw me a card because there are going to be those times where Nehab's been maybe hit a few times. I'm stuck at six mana. I could really use a land. You know what? I think I'm going to swing the giant into someone that may have a three, three or even a four, four. And I'm going to do the exile top two and I'll hopefully get a land because then I can play the land. It's not a cast trigger. So I think it does so many things for this deck. Yeah, um, especially for $0.35. Cents. Again, really breaking the bank for you uh, the Hair Mr. Combo. I oh, know. Um, it's on the creature, too. So there's comparative, in comparative to the card I'm going to select, which is a one-time go, I think in this deck you kind of have to have the balance of damage by creatures, right, and damage by spells. Because uh, so, sometimes yeah. you're going to need both or one or the other. Um, and I think this card really does the value, like you were just talking about, bolting, drawing cards. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. Um, so, so Tuck, you're cutting uh, the Hellkite Tyrant yep. as well. What are you? So adding? I'm going to add in one that's an, that's been an all star in um, my Rakdos stack. Actually, all these are uh, all stars. Oh, I thought you were about to say tiny leaders. No, uh, well, actually, no. Actually, to be honest with you, this would be an all an all star in tiny leaders. Oh my uh, we're god. We're talking Slag Storm. So Colas Red Red. It's a sorcery from Rodin to Siege. Choose one. Uh, it deals three damage to each creature or three damage to each player. So I think something that this okay. deck can kind of... If someone comes out fast, hard and fast, if you will, that's what she said, um, like a Reese or something <laughs> along those lines, uh, you're, this deck doesn't really have a lot of inherent defense to that, right? Like, you can't go wide, you only have a handful of board wipes, that sort of thing. So Slagstorm can kind of save you from an early overrun from smaller creatures, but then also three mana turns into what? 12? Nine. nine. Right. Yes. Nine. nine, 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 nine. Another retired bit. So, so I will say this, it's just a worse version. Well, it's, it's like a weird combination of flame rift meets our yes. devastation. Completely agree. Right. But again, we, I, I'm a huge fan of modality, which we'll get into in a second. And yeah. the fact that this can kind of save you or get you a huge ramp into your knee into your big X spells right when you need it to me, um, really makes it worth this money. And you get to say slag, which, uh, let's flashback Batman beyond. Remember, you get slagged. That's oh. like when they would like take when someone out. Somebody? Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Oh, was it frag? Slag- I thought it was slag. No, I think it's slagged. Slag is like I a think term slag. for like a, a lady with um, loose morals in the UK. Like, oh, she's a slag. That one. 
<laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah, slagged. I'm dead. Killed. Uh, that's that's yeah. The Batman Beyond. Man. Yes. Deep cut. Yeah. Deep cut. I, you know what else is deep? I hope with Michael Keaton coming back to do Flashpoint, I hope that it's successful enough to where they do a Batman Beyond where he is the old Batman training uh, Terry McGinnis and we get Batman Beyond live action I think movie. The better one, I think at this point it's going to be Affleck as the old Batman, right? Well, Affleck's going to be in it, but see, I think Affleck's only going to be in Flashpoint as if you've ever watched the cartoon, you know, Flash goes, there is one Batman. So I think it'll just be Affleck there in the beginning and then at the end when he gets the thing from his father, Thomas right, Wayne or whatever. Right. Um, but I think somehow either... Michael Keaton is going to be Thomas Wayne, which I hope he's yeah. not. I hope they bring back Dean Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be to do that. Amazing as Thomas Wayne the Batman. Yes, yeah. it would be great. Um, but I'm I'm just hoping there's something with Keaton. It's the year like 2044, something like that, and we get Batman he's, Beyond. He's too not, like the problem with him is Bruce Wayne is he's like too affable. He's too like nice to be like the hardened old asshole Bruce Wayne like in those movies. We said that we, we thought Luke Skywalker would never be a hard asshole, and look what kind of chop job they did in well, the I was new Star say, Wars that's movies. A bad, you, you don't want to go down that road. You know what, boys? We're off All the right. rails here. I'm going to give you a Vorthos yeah. Nerds hashtag. Oh, suck wow. It hard. oh, wow. The producer's bringing us back on track. All right. All right. Uh, so, personal recommendation time. I'm cutting one of my pet cards. I really like this card. Talked about it with. I think it was Commander Smith's Lowry fight deck. Torn Mauler. Yeah. I'm going to cut it. Two colorless red, creature shapeshifter, it's changeling, so it's any creature type. It's a 2 2. But whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on Torn Mauler. The power of a waterfall, the fury of an avalanche, the intellect of a gale force wind. And the lexicon of a big tuck. Ooh, plug. Like it. Uh, so I love. I think this card is just inherently good. I think it is just one of those good stuff cards you could put in any deck that runs red. Very much like Forgotten Ancient in a green deck. Because everyone's casting spells. It's multiplayer. It's going to get huge. And it's going to eat a removal spell for three mana. And if it doesn't eat a removal spell, it's going to be a big bastard that's just going to smack someone. But I think it's just... I don't have enough ways to do evasion outside of like war cadence yeah. to really make it even functional. Yeah, again, this, this card might as well just say Chuck block me in this deck, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, sorry, yeah. sorry, token creatures is what this card says. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's a little, it's way too sweaty for this sort of deck. So one of the issues I have in this deck when I do play it, which isn't often, is late game. Mm -hmm. I've done my stuff. I've been board wiped. I've been messed with. Spells have been countered. And it's just like, I have tons of mana. It's just like, I've spent my resource. Now I only got a card in hand. And it's another land. I can't do anything with it. So, as CCO Nation would say, Underworld Breaches is kind of a yeah. good card. So, Colorless Red Enchantment Underworld Breach is from Theros Beyond Death, coming at a cool $2, $2.50. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. You may cast cards from your graveyard for their escape cost. At the beginning of your end step, 
or of the instep sacrifice under world breach so it's basically a one time two mana let me try yeah. to win the game again yeah, or worse or worst case scenario two mana let me get my board state reestablished because this is like turn mm -hmm. 17 or 18 and the blue player has to be out of counter spells by this <laughs> point the white player cannot have another board wipe um, and the artifact player is done doing a nev's disc rigmarole so i think something to have help me out later in the game would be very very good for this deck yeah and you have no correct me if i'm wrong you have no graveyard recursion period zero yeah, so well, I, I mean, most of the time, Red's Graveyard Recursion is just artifact-based. Yeah, or like a Passive Flames if we're doing a Slinger or some variety. Um, yeah, sure. like for two mana, it's really good. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, there's not, like, it's been banned two <laughs> or three times already, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it works really well. Let you get some stuff going. Bend those instants of sorcerers you don't need. Power into the ones that you do. Fills yeah. the bucket. For sure. All right, Tuck, round us out. What's your last cut, and what's your last So add? I have been trying to at least lower or parry the curve. Now I'm going to... And spend and, my money. And spend your money a little bit. Um, this one actually is going to cost you around $5, so I'm actually going to cut a braid. It's cute. What? I know you like that card a lot, but I don't think it's as good as you think it is. So a braid, a colorless oh. and red for instant. It deals three damage to target creature or destroy target artifact. So I've seen you, I've actually seen you do work with this card. The problem is, is that if you're trying to pay into Nehab's damage rigmaroles, and it doesn't do anything for that, right? Like if you have this and you're trying to like power up a big X spell, it's kind of a dead card. But for me, it's two mana, remove an artifact, which that's about the rate that they sure. go for. Plus, maybe pick off a creature, a, a command. A lot of commanders have three toughness. I, I like that modality in there. You're hurting my heart. <laughs> I don't like common cards or uncommon cards often. And I feel like recently you have been sh cutting them from you, my deck. If, so you're on I notice. You even more modality for two more mana. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Continue. We're talking your old pal and friend, Fiery Confluence. This card's yeah. an all-star in this deck. Fiery Confluence is two red red uh, for a sorcery that costs about $5. I actually, at GP Denver, traded one of these for a uh, near mint Bloodstained Mire. So came out on, on top of that. It was some, It was in some Jesus. legacy deck that wanted to be some big rigmarole. Um yeah, I don't know. They were like, if you have fiery confluences, we're trading them. I'm like, sure. Choose three. You may choose the same lord more than once. Fire confluence deals one damage to each creature. Wipes out your early attackers. Done. Leaves Nehab in the clear. Number two, fiery confluence deals two damage to each opponent. Stacks that mana pretty quick. Pretty quick with them. Uh, and then lastly, destroy target artifacts. So for two more mana at sorcery speed, you're getting you're paying you're getting way more modality and also paying more to your big X finishers. Because if you do six damage to each opponent, that's 18 red damage floating around. I get that. And and I hear you. And I saw this card on the EDH rec page for Nehead the Eternal when I was doing my notes today. The reason I didn't pick it, and I even looked at a braid. I literally looked at a braid <laughs> and this and thought about doing it. The only reason I didn't is the instant speed aspect of a braid is not something that can be overlooked. Considering some colors in magic, cough, cough, black, 
uh, can't really deal with artifacts at all. And sometimes that artifact hits the table and everyone's like, uh, pass priority. And it's like, uh, pass priority. And it's like, well, pass priority. We all die. Um, so that, that I, I, I do agree. Fiery Confluence has a home in this deck. I would actually probably put it possibly over Slagstorm a little bit. Might, might go that route. Uh, cause that's one more mana and, generating me way I think, more mana. I think it depends on how you it. want to end up building the deck, right? Because if you want to build it to be big yeah. X spells, you need you need both of those in there if you want to power up a big Comet Storm or something. Yeah, but I have enough things that kind of spread damage around. Because here's what you've done, Tuck, is you've started to add in more instants mm-hmm. and sorceries to make Gutter Snipe be better. Um, and, you know, I have other cards that deal, you know, like uh, Firebrand Archer. Right. Um, some of those cards... I actually considered cutting and, you know, Pyromancer's goggles. Yeah, yeah. So you've added in, you've added in more to make the instance of sorceries more relevant in the deck, which is helpful. But the, the one thing I just don't want to get away from is I don't want to, okay, I'm all in on trying to do this. And now I'm losing instant speed interaction. Well, I guess, you know what? I guess I could put fire confluence in and put in your favorite card. I was, I was just gonna say, why Thanks is that, for tuning why in? Is that not We're at the end of the <laughs> We're at the end of the episode, and as promised, here's some details from uh, from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're actually giving away a very cool. It's gonna be a special Commander Legends bundle. It's going to be 100% a surprise. We just want you guys to hype it up. We're going to tell you exactly what it's going to be at the end of the month. Now, here's the thing: could be a bunch of packs could be a booster box. It could be just, we're gonna pick a legend from it and build you a 100 card EDH deck. It's gonna be a shocker. Um, so make sure you're listening each week and stay tuned so that way uh, you know what's on the up and up. But to enter, it's super simple. Just share the content that you're watching and listening to. You get an interaction for everything you do with us on social media platforms from following us on Twitter, retweeting the Bruise and Builds Twitter links, following us on Facebook, all the good stuff. Uh, Heck, you even get additional entries for being a patron. Uh, We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News December 1st, social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will happen every single month. It could be a mystery thing like this, uh, or it could just be, uh, I don't know, something, a thing. Something. Just a, a limerick on a card. Maybe a it could even be a sweet altar. A haiku. I think we should earn an Emery Cole and an Emery Cole this year. Yes. Please vote for. Well, hold on. Please vote and suck it. There we go. Haikued. Level one gaming, they're always hooking you guys up, so make sure you hook them up. Uh, but you know what we would like? For you guys to hit that subscribe button, the follow button, leave a five star uh, marking, leave a nice little comment. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to us, it really helps us know that you enjoy the content. Uh, but if you would like to get a hold of your team and know more ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach? I am, in fact, uh, still on the Twitterverse. It's at Big Tuck tweeting on the Twitter. 
You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can also go to the website where the deck list will be posted and article that Big Tuck will put together at cmdtower.com. Basically, all you got to type in is crash through, mages contest, decree of annihilation, tower.com. Squee McGee, if people want to find and get a hold of all the content you put out, your Manolith commentary, and all the producing you do, how would they do that? Oh, you can uh, find me at dearsquee at cmdtower.com. Uh, wonderfully email address go ahead shoot me a couple lines shoot me an attachment whatever you want to do i'll be around uh you can find me on the uh twitterverse otherwise known as the twitter hellhole at dear squee and then from there you can find me on facebook or instagram at rich chaos records if you want to you know come to the studio jam or steal your bit you know uh let's just say uh we're talking mass required condoms optional <laughs> he can do all your audio needs and does have a full studio if you are ever here in the metro area but if you would like to let our sponsor know that you support us you support them with everything that they do because you guys are already placing orders head over to level1gameshop.com when you place an order in the order notes just type in cmd tower so they know that you came from the collective they do have a TCG store with singles. They are hurting for singles. If you guys are trying to trade them in to get more sealed product to, you know, do the squeeze pack crack, uh, keep doing it. Um, you know, they have everything you need from an MTG and other game perspective. But if you would actually like to help us directly from a financial perspective and get some of our sweet swag, head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels and it just varies from even a buck a month. Just get access to the Discord so you can learn about all the previews, talk with the legends that is the collective, and even jam some games with us uh, during the week and on the weekends to even getting all the different swag that we offer. And of course, as a reminder, in the month of November, if you join the Big Tux Brew Buddies for 15 bucks a month, yes, you'll still get your pack of sleeves, your Big Tuck Monarch token, your Squee McGee coin, some stickers. But if you maintain that through the beginning of January for just $15, you will get a CMD Tower Holiday Jund sweater. If you guys can't help us from a monthly perspective, but you would still like to pick up a sweater or a Big Tech Monarch token or a Mr. Combat Number 5 reminder token for when you have a few glug glug glugs, <laughs> uh, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We get everything on there. Uh, you can pay with your PayPal account. You can ask questions via Facebook Messenger. Uh, please go do that because that, you know, A, helps us. It also helps get all the crap out of my basement because <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I still got like 400 packs of sleeves yet left. If I ever, and I would like to put this on record, if I ever make another 400 commander decks, put me down. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> and uh, on on my funeral pyre, put all my decks on there because they deserve to burn as well. Oh, wow. Oh, that's wow. a lot. <laughs> and actually, that's the one thing I do know. If I did pass away, whenever that is, and Joanna's like, guys, Sean left. Guys, Mr. Combo left his will, and he left his last request was to have a Viking funeral be floated down the Missouri River. And you're like, well, that's kind of weird, but that's cool. We can shoot arrows at him. Yeah, They're on yeah. fire. And he'd like to have all of his magic cards on him as well. I don't think a single one of you would honor that no. request. Here's what's going to happen in that scenario. You're going to be floating down there in the boat. Uh, I'll be in scuba gear right. on right under it. Somebody's going to shoot an arrow. As soon as it starts lighting, I, you're just going to see these hands coming up. They're just grabbing crap out of this canoe. Oh, it's going to be great. And then you're going to realize that Joanna thought two steps ahead of you guys took all the Aper duels out and all the reserve lists. <laughs> and she just, she just said, she, she, she put those <laughs> in the backyard so Newt could go bathroom on it. 
Oh, I'm just gonna leave this river with a one. You don't want to get in the Missouri River. That's 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 a whole different topic. But two, you don't want to get in the Missouri River to come out with a bunch of bulk. That would be nice. That would be a good prank. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So, Big Tuck, you you went on hiatus. You apparently did a sabbatical. You were gone forever, uh, but you came back to decks that decks that no, we don't play anymore. Month. With Neheb unleashes an eternal hell. How do you feel about it? Apparently, you've seen this deck yeah. more than I've seen the deck, which doesn't make sense because I play it. Yeah. So, what's what, how do you feel? No, I feel good. Like, um, it's it's a weird one where it's like again, it's kind of like a steamrolly deck. I think if I think we didn't talk about this, but if you cut it down and added a few more rocks into it, a little bit more green, I think it's going to play more like the more aggressive <laughs> deck that no, um, that you want to that you want it to that thing. you want it to be. But I think with like you said, with like I think with the cuts we talked about of like trying to deal a little bit more damage through instance and kind of like big up, build up into these big X spells. I think that's a way yeah. that that's really got to streamline the deck. Help you get a few more categories in the W. You know, I, th- I think that's fair. Um, it just, it, sometimes it feels real bad when your commander is generating all this mana and then you add in a bunch of mana rocks because it almost feels like, you know what? I should just be able to get to my commander and then I should never need another piece of mana again. So I think that's the thing I've really struggled with it. And uh, Squee McGee, to your point, I would add Skyclave Relic, which is just better Manalith over Manalith. So, uh, you know, that checks out. You should read my recent article. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll give you a perspective on it. What articles are you talking about, Squee? Uh, we're talking about these Dear Squee articles on our website. Uh, that's cmdtower.com. Go ahead and ask me a question. I'll answer it in extensive detail. <laughs> that is true. I thought he was just going to do four or five sentences. Uh-uh. This no, dude no. is Hemingway. You're getting like eight paragraphs. Well, it's funny you mentioned Hemingway because I also walked into Squee's house one time and I did see a shotgun in his mouth, which I thought was kind of weird. But I guess he's really getting into the uh, <laughs> he's really he's really, you know, method acting on these articles. Go, oh, my go God. For the dark comment of the week. Woo! Well, I guess we have to leave on that note. Yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Woo!